0: Welcome to the Goracom podcast, where investors discover great small cap companies. Thank you for taking the Godicom with you, and make sure to follow our podcast. Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Goracom, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives after they put out important news. With us today, happy to have it back, Bernard Turion, CEO of HPQ Silicon, trading Canada Canada, HPQ, and for friends of this, HPQFF. And for those of you who believe in the renewable energy revolution and the paradigm shift towards electric vehicles, then you all know that we're going to need more resources to feed all that. But we're also going to need better processes over the entire supply chain from creation to disposal, including the production of silicon, which hasn't had a change in process in over 100 years and is still expensive, dirty, and not great for the environment. Silic- uh, HBQ is a, is a cutting-edge, I said that, a cutting-edge Canadian producer of high-value-added silicon products that are sought after by battery and electric vehicle manufacturers, amongst others. And they're accomplishing this through innovative reactors that essentially permit the one-step transformation of quartz into high uh, into high-purity silicon metal and specialty silicon products. And they're doing that at significantly reduced costs, energy usage, and carbon footprint. And I'm more than just lip service because a lot of people are talking the talk. This company's walking the walk because over the last few years, they've signed at least seven NDAs that we know, we know of with, with EV manufacturers, battery makers, and other high-value material companies. And the recurring theme between all those NDAs, NDAs is HBQ's ability for one-step manufacturing of high-purity silicon, uh, including three and four and even higher. Yesterday was an update on the pilot plant that already. Uh, Produced silicon in its first test back in December. Bernard, welcome back, my friend.
1: Thanks, George. I Was sort of joking when you you said you know is, wa- is walking the walk. Is, I would have some some people say mostly crawling, but it's irrelevant. Whatever speed you're going to, we're advancing, and we're and, and I think this press release really shows that uh, we are definitely in the right direction.
0: Yeah, you're not just talking; that's for sure. So you said in here, this is another milestone reached um mm-hmm. uh, give us look there's a lot of a lot of elements of this give us a layman's synopsis of yesterday's news so we can kind of get the big picture
1: well we've always said the pure vap is sort of our baby um and you know the first stage which was the beginning of the testing was basically the the birthing process which was sometime long and tedious now we have a baby um what the heck is calling me when that's you, all right because I knew you would appear here. There you go. Sorry, That's my fans are calling me in the middle of a, of. A, they didn't know, like what? Didn't know they were talking. Anyway, so so we had sort of like the birthing event. You know? We have a baby now. Okay. Now what I'm showing are the step for us to become adults. Well, what's very excellent is very accelerated. So basically. We're presenting the three-step where, where we're gonna we're gonna go through crawling. Okay, you gotta crawl first before you walk, and then you get up and then you start walking, and then once you figure out how to walk, you start running and you're like moving very, very fast. And in layman terms, okay, the three-step we talked about here, and it's not very complicated. It's the first step is crawling, walking, running. That's it. And, and that's, well,
0: that's the, series one is the crawl. Test Series yep. 2 is the walk, and then Test Series 3 is is the run.
1: We're, we're, we're running. We're, All we right, so let's, let's go
0: through the crawl part first. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, so, well, I was going to ask you. Uh, <laughs> I thought you had a question. It's batch, it's batch testing being performed, and will continue until reaching the key milestone of a successful Silicon pour. Mag Beach 2, amongst others, asked the question, so here's the question for you. What constitutes a successful Silicon pour to move on to the next step
1: well that's a funny thing because that's a very visual event all right um so we go through the entire batch process okay and the technical guys will end up knowing that there's a lot of liquid silicone on the bottom of the reactor okay um so once it guts to that point then we will do the pour and then th- that batch will come out all right? so then we will know that every step that we needed to do in the batch process, okay, it, you know that batch process might end up having two material feeds into it, like the first, the first startup one, and then another feed, and then we have enough material, and then we we pour it on. Everything is sort of like been calculated and tested. Um, you know, so far we so far we've done uh, two of those tests with, with the goal of of doing a silicone pour. But you know, with normal you know you know immaculate R and D does not exist. You do not reach the first step. You do not reach all the steps on the first test. You and that's why we. This is why we call it crawling. Okay, we have we have to figure out how to operate the machines, all the tweaks and things. It might be the same thing in general. It's exactly the same thing as a Gen two, but it's a much bigger machine. So yeah, it clever. takes you know it, it takes a few tests to figure out how it works. And at one point we have silicone that is accumulating the bottom in the liquid form, we keep in the liquid form. And then, you know, the guys wear a space suit and, you know, high temperature to we, we have a picture of that when we did some testing of that material, okay? But when we're talking about more material that's gonna be coming out. So we're talking about, you know, uh, as we speak in test two, it could be up to 20 kilograms of, of liquid silicone pouring at, at that time. So- now,
0: stay, Staying with this successful, you know, successful silicone pour, um, mm-hmm. when that happens, Mm-hmm. Will we get video of that? Will you guys
1: actually yep. be video? Well, we have we have video. See, even though we didn't do poor, okay, the team practiced doing the going through the process of doing the poor. So, you know, because it, it it's it's a science and an art. It's literally that's what it is, a science and an art to do to do tapping. Um so, you know, we have a few videos of them tapping, even when we were just doing uh, hot tests. that we're doing the test of tapping, just seeing how it works, how they how, how they work close to the system, how we're going to get that to work. Um, so, you know, we already have a few internal videos of tapping where, you know, there's no not enough material at the bottom to to show the, the leakage, but we see inside the reactor. So it's pretty cool.
0: But I guess you guys are pretty confident you're going to get there.
1: Oh, it's... It- we're crawling you know the, the baby has no def- defect it's working well you know it doesn't need, it doesn't need any extra oh, surgery no, so awesome. so 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 we're very we're very confident that he will eventually you know pour
0: All right, so walking is test series 2 the reactor mm-hmm. semiconductor semi continuous batch production now it says here the key milestone is completing at least six continuous production cycles per day mm-hmm. with each cycle yielding 20 kilograms of silicon pour. So I'm gonna ask you, some people online were trying to do the math because the big question is uh, about yield. What is the length of each production cycle? Uh, are you able to tell us that? Because people some people think, okay, it's uh it's 20 kilograms of silicon per hour times 24 hours or times six. So can you shed some light on the math?
1: The math is the capacity of the machine is about 50 tons per year. You guys do the reverse math how much it is per day. Once we get down to being able to do six silicon pour continuously, okay, then we know the system is ready to operate on a continuous, like a non-stop operation principle, 24-7 and those issues. But it already operates 24-7, even when we do tests. It takes us uh see the big cost. And with any industrial project, it's always the startup of the process. So when we do the first tip of batch test, they're the most expensive and the most long running test because you have to bring the equipment to the right operating temperature and you don't do that by putting the arc to the maximum. It, there's a science behind this, okay? But once you start doing it on a regular basis and you empty it, you cast the material and you keep redoing it and everything gets to be faster. This is why, this is why I think we're starting to walk, okay? What so we're saying, we're crawling because you know we, we got to crawl to get a temperature. There is always going to be the same process at the beginning. That's why I say we, we crawl to walk because the start up all the way to the first pour that's always going to be the same thing. What's going to happen differently is we're going to do more and more pour, um, okay, more and more and more pour uh, during a day, and then we'll we'll get very comfortable how the system operates, and then we'll work forward to the third step when we're going to start it to run with the system it's basically the system is operational. It's ready to work. Now we work on the, um, the final adjustment of it. Okay. I think one of the reasons why I wanted this image to be there on the people. Okay. And for me, the running is making sure we continue to have the system operating very, very well producing silicone, and then we can work on tweaking the purity of the material.
0: Right. now, Let's go okay. back to yield before we talk purity in the, <laughs> in, in the, in the run stage. Uh Very simple. I think a lot of some people might have missed it, but one-liner: the recovered silicon material will be used as feedstock to produce samples for use as part of HPQ's battery initiatives. Mm-hmm. All right, samples for who? How much? Can we? Can you shed some light? We know there's going to be independent testing. We know there are potential clients and partners. That's exciting to see that that's going to be happening there in in the in test series number two. What can you tell us about that?
1: Okay. Well- I'll, I'll, I'll divide this into two things, okay? Um, regular sil- silicon metal, okay, that's sold out there. Um, we just need an independent laboratory to tell us the grade of the material is 553 or 202002, which is less than 2,000 ppm impurities. And that sort of become standard material to sell, okay? So you then have your technology, as a standard material everybody else. When we start going then to battery material, and other application material, then we get into the higher purity material, which is in for all other industrial competitors, okay, requires additional purification step. Um, so we'll take some material, be tested, see what's the purity of it. Okay. But then we will have material that we will take in our battery initiative. Now, I started to elude a bit what we're doing in our battery initiative in our um in our NDA. The, in our third quarter NDA, in the sense that MNDA, as you
0: you're talking about the management MDA.
1: Oh, MDA, not NDA. Yeah, we Sorry. haven't seen any NDAs. On I'm literally no, no, no. You're wrong. You know, but the MDAs are public, but the NDAs are not public. Of course. Um, and we started to allude to this because there was a recurring theme of all the discussion we were having with the um the battery players and 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 and, and, every, and, and those people, the EV manufacturers and, and, and those companies. In the sense that there is, where is the state of the art of silicone for batteries right now, okay? And where is it going to be in the future? Okay? What's becoming very, very clear from the literature, okay, is that the next generation of batteries that are not yet even commercially viable. So those are, those are you know, areas that need little little small quantities of grams of material, okay? of material, those are the future, all right? But what is now being needed is in the micro size, and that will be, the demand will start to be in tons, and it will be moving relatively fast. So we didn't want to be left behind, and to develop, how can I say, developing an an over-engineered product at this stage, it's gonna be required later, the, the nano part, so with the guys of Novacium ever since they came on board, we've been really looking at, and that's what I discussed in the, in, in the management discussion, uh, the information is that we're really looking at, okay, how can we make the material that the battery manufacturer are using now? Okay, because the growth is going to be exponential. And we're pretty well advanced into this, but I'm waiting, I'm waiting for a few... Internal milestone. Some of them are R and D related to patent filing and those issues. Okay, before I will discuss more what we're doing. But fundamentally, the moment we start having our own silicon, we're gonna have some material. We'll send some also to Ironer. We'll send some to anybody that wants it. But for our battery initiative, which was very specific, we also are are working in that
0: regard. And by the way, there was something there that said. um for the series two, for the six continuous cycles, twenty kilograms per hour. Doesn't say the,
1: twenty kilogram per hour. We say twenty kilogram per pour. Per pour. I'm sorry.
0: My apologies. You're right. I I blew on that. I don't but, say
1: twenty kilogram per hour. This is what you're making. The math. Hey, it's more.
0: My apologies. You're right. That's I I blew that part. So it says um, this is a key required milestone for the Gen three to be considered fully operational under semi continuous production conditions. Who requires that? Is that is that an internal requirement that you guys have set for yourself? Is that an industry requirement? Where it's does that come act. from?
1: Because the machine is not the machine cannot work 24-7. <laughs> if you design a commercial machine, okay. You, you must design a commercial process that's going to be able to operate 24-7. Those type of industrial process, those type of systems, okay? Once you start them, because of the cost of starting them, you don't want to stop them. This is why, you know, aluminum smelter, you never want to stop an aluminum smelter. That's why, that's why you never want to, okay? Uh, so once we get to that point where, hey, we can do it, you know, 24 continuously, blah, 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 like we're going to keep doing it. Now, of course, we might end up stopping because we said, oh, we have a thought, we let's, if we started playing with these process parameters X, Y, Z, we might end up getting better results. That's is what we're going to do, and that's what R and D is is about. So, so this is where, so this is where the stump to the next one is really running it, running it, operating in the the closest possible, okay, to a commercial setting, to get all the final data point we need. This is okay. This is what it's going to be need. Let's be realistic. There might be some things we might not be able to fully accomplish with the Gen 3, but we will know how to fix it for the Gen 4, or not fix it, but just making sure it works, because there's a question of scale and size. Um,
0: what do you mean now, that, for example, what might you not be able well, to
1: Well, okay, to understand what we're trying to do, what we are doing, that's what makes it so revolutionary, is that we are designing a carbothermic process in an enclosed system, Right. All carbothermic processes are done in massive large open cast system. We're doing enclosed. Eventually, I'll talk more about this when I talk about other subject why that's so important. So, in a way, what we're doing is we're reproducing at a smaller scale what's being done at a higher temperature. Just, just as I said, the analogy of the computer. Okay. At one point, you needed massive mainframe computers. Okay. Then you went down to desktop computers, and now we we're going down to our watch having that much technical powers but every one of those re-engineering rethinking um you know went through a few iteration before it it was perfect
0: So so, yep so if all goes as planned you get to you start you crawl you walk you get to the run point Mm -hmm. where should shareholders expect the company to be position wise In about six months or so. What position are you going to be in at that point? Well, I hope. it's Okay.
1: I can't be as open as I would love to for multiple reasons to explain to. But I don't think it's going to be within six months. But within whatever amount of time. To be totally honest, once we start walking toward running, we're going to be in a good position because we will be, we'll be making materials, having material, we'll, we'll be knowing what we're going. Um, and from that moment on, then we can start to enter into the games of the big boys of saying, okay, we have this new process to make silicone. And what I mean by this is everybody talks about reshoring production. But there's a massive issue with regard to reshoring. There is the fact that there's going to need to be social acceptability of the new technology so the biggest hurdle that everybody is having in this regard okay is how do you reshore using an old technology you boot it out this is where we come in with a much greener process much more uh much more um control footprint of what we're doing and what we have as an advantage because of our scalability is we'll be, we can be able to perfectly match ourselves for the other steps that are down the line in the sense that, and that's probably not going to be us doing it. But what I've learned from talking to industry experts is that surprisingly, in the entire value chain to make solar and electronic silicon, okay, the most difficult and expensive part of doing it. Is making the silicone metal. We're making the first part of the material. And that's where we're focusing our energy right now. And we are, I am in discussion with people that are looking at implementing uh, complete lines of reshoring all the way to to, to electronic grade purity material. Um, and where, we, where
0: we, we, we would fit in. Just to give you an example, although so the would price is like silico- Partnership or pure customer. All right, you sell your. Buy- I'm I'm
1: agnostic, George. At this time, I'm agnostic. Okay, what's going to generate the most value for our technologies is what I will end up doing. Um, you know, I'm I'm really going to be agnostic. But the, the the key point is, this technology is going to be proven as we start to run. Okay, and there's a million metric ton deficit. Okay, of two n plus material. That's just the mathematics of the environment,
0: okay? And the only way to the, fill that is either new process or... That's either added, added, added new plants. dollars facilities.
1: And there's a, there's also the issue of social acceptability regarding the transportation of the raw material and doing those issues. We could be small and malleable enough to place ourselves close to the deposit and to just ship the silicone metal as opposed to shipping the, the quartz because you need a lot of raw, raw material. So there's a lot of those issues where we have a lot of advantage and you know I'm I'm already like I get inquiries from different different of the industry people that want to you know want, want our technologies to to to, to become silicon metal operator people that want to you know have ideas in their country says we want to go electronic read, so we'll be very very well positioned and of course once we're started to go from the walk and the crown and the cron- it's the difference we're not talking about doing it we're doing it I've said many, many times. Our timing, the the timeline we gave to get here, might have sucked in the way we've done it, but it's incredibly lucky. It was in, it, it, it was to our advantage. It just we could not be in a better position, better place for it um, going forward.
0: What can you talk to shareholders about? What can you tell shareholders about? Because you said you're having these discussions, so obviously discuss- discussions come from contact. Is it fair to say that you know HPQ continues to grow in terms of radar presence within the industry and potential partners and potential customers? I'm
1: I'm going to be very honest. I've probably I sure hope tried so. to, no, no. I'm, I'm always I'm always, I'm always I'm, I hate to say this, but basically, I'm going to be more more frank in the way I'm going to talk about it. That might be a better word than, than all right. Honest. I let people judge about my honesty. It's like I'll be frank. Um, I haven't been pushing it lately because I've been single focused to getting the QRR to birthing, um, crawling, so that we can start to walk, we can start to run. Because I have no worries that once I reach the step of walking and running, people will, will come to me. At the same time, okay? Because HPQ is developing multiple stool to what we're doing. Okay? Uh, that hasn't stopped us from continuing to do our other development. It is just that I've you know, I'm hoping that I'm starting to learn the lessons, which is deliver more talk less. So in regard to the other project is what I'm hoping to do, but it's sort of like almost impossible because when you stop talking, the people that start over talking say, well, he's not talking. He's not talking because he's working. Just uh, not talking because we're working, actually. <laughs> so yeah, I don't think it, anyone's
0: doubted that. I mean, look, you're always going to have critics. Uh, I don't care if you're Elon Musk, you have critics uh but he has more critics now than he had a
1: few years ago that's for sure
0: <laughs> yeah well yeah as long as you don't start talking about politics i guess you you'll you'll be okay uh but i'm agnostic. i am do not think
1: anyone to
0: put in to get to here what's your level last question bernard what's your level of confidence that you know i and we know nothing goes perfect but you don't need to go perfect you just need to two steps one two steps forward one step back try different things you you guys will always solve any issues along the way but I still have to ask, what's your level of confidence that you're going to be at the walk/run stage sometime? You know, next couple of, in the in couple of quarters. Quarters? Well, six months from now, because figure two quarters from now is six months. So you know, buy okay, hand, okay, I'll people, people, you.
1: people, wake up, okay. We said it was a twelve-month program six months ago. Okay, yeah. we got we got it to the point where it's squalling. Okay. We're telling you how it's going to become running. When it when you start to run, it moves much faster. You have to realize. So the how can I say the slowest part, the most painful part. Unless unless we get an unexpected you know boo boo with the machine, which is which I don't foresee. It hasn't happened. Um, things should evolve faster. So my belief is in the next six months. Of testing that we will be doing, okay, will be much faster than people anticipate. But that's that's my personal. All right. So, so I I find it, I find it funny. You know, it's it's almost the first time ever that I've almost closed on my timeline.
0: People are now keep pushing it back. This is okay. It's well, makes my life easier. I'm going to be able to beat the timeline definitely. Well, you've trained us, right? So, another (laughs) six months from now. But sounds like you think there's going to be an acceleration phase. But your level of confidence. Short of the unexpected happening, and that's always possible, we we have to discount for that. Uh, level of confidence in you and Pyrogenesis is very high that you guys are on the right on the right track, and you should be able to achieve these goals. Yes, my, but my level of confidence
1: is even higher with regard to all the projects we are entertaining. Okay, um, we are an R and D development company, and in that concept. You know There are some part of the R&D which is slow, some part of it is fast. And I've been trying to, what I've been trying to do, not very successfully so far, but it looks like it's going to be successful now, is try to find um, when you are in a long step before you reach the next step, okay? Uh, Because it was long gestation before we we, we got to the birthing canal. That's the truth of it. So you got to make sure that you have a lot of not too many, but just enough exciting projects that have the same potential value ongoing. Okay, Because if HPQ is just the, the, the PureVap QRR and our battery initiative, then we're just stuck in this area. We're much more than this. You know? We're looking at dealing at a technology that will help reshoring of silicone manufacturing. We're having a technology that's gonna allow to meet the 1 million ton shortages, 1 million metric ton shortages of silicone over the years. We, we're developing technologies that will allow um, the manufacturing of the silicon materials for batteries for now, this generation and all the next generation. Uh, we're working in the fume silica environment into producing a much greener process of doing this as moving forward. Uh, we're working with Novacium under a lot of very, intell- very interesting R&D process that's coming in, in, into focus. Uh, we're actually having you now the issues is we have too many Good projects on the pipeline. Uh, so we have also to manage this. But um, so all everything that we've done, okay, during the gestation of the pure qrr is coming on the fruition. So we haven't really talked about the fume silica, but I will start talking more about this.
0: I was about to ask uh, that. Yeah, I guess you can start talking about that because I know you've said in the past that sometimes you're reticent about talking about you know Sion, fume silica because you're you want to make sure investors don't think he's not talking about just just the qrr and maybe something's wrong but yeah uh, can we get to that point now you think we're going to start know yeah, no. about the other initiatives
1: you know it's uh, the ba- the baby's going to start to walk very, very soon so you know then i can you know then then i can go back to you know gestation of the other projects um but that's what it is and the um you know I, and I think also the the market environment is going to be much better. Like i would would have funked seriously, that a green technology company like we are, okay would have such a hard time during the last three years after the election of one of the most supposedly pro-green government in the u s and they throw a billion to it, and that the company that basically did the best result last year was Occidental Petroleum So, I think that. Market wise, people are going to, you know, there's good, I, I was reading a report from McKenzie. They're talking, we, we, what do we need? Like, like, I'm like three more trillion a year that needs to be invested now in new technologies, in new processes
0: to make it. Right. Okay? Well, the so great thing everybody is, you wants, started that six years ago versus everyone yeah. just started trying to catch up now. So you're, you're way yeah,
1: ahead. Be, be, because everybody's going to be working a lot of things. They're going to be, they're going to be a lab scale. Okay. They're gonna be you know beginning TRL, uh, and it's not gonna be a big company that's gonna say unless there are you know there's gun butt in their heads because of environmental issues, they're gonna make them change it. Even that, they is they're gonna take you know as slow as possible doing it. So it's, it's gonna require companies that are nimble like us. Um, and we we have done it, we have advanced, we advanced it. If you look at this, if you look at the fact coldly, it wasn't perfect, but we got here. And well,
0: that's, look, already, that's already a big track record, you know? You brought the example earlier of supercomputers down to the wristwatch, mm-hmm. you know, and it required new, innovative, small, tiny companies to make the desktop and all that possible. Microsoft, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a two-man shop out of a garage. Well, that was Apple. Uh, Microsoft, we're the, they're all, no, they're my, all, they're my, all out it. Microsoft was a university guy. Apple dropout. came afterwards, but yeah. the point is, you know, so it's not... It's not out of the realm to think Listen, that it's gonna take you know Bernard and Peter uh to, to transform to the next level. Listen, I'm old enough to remember the first freaking
1: generation of Mac2 computers and those issues, okay? And oh, everything was long, and everything was long and tedious. And we were so excited about that technology. And now you look at it, it says, How can we deal with these issues? Oh, my computer is slow, it's taking <laughs> so it's it's going to be evolving, and this is what we are. HPQ since July is now a technology company, so it's a new sort of like baby for us to to manage, understand the the, the quirkiness, and go presented marketing wise. I think the opportunities in North America and in Europe are are massive, um, and it, it requires a, a, it requires people to have different vision. I think within. HPQ, Novasium. We have people that are have our visionaries in what we're doing. I wouldn't say I am one. I'm just I, I get the I get the opportunity to work with visionary people and try to see how we can push their, their vision more forward.
0: Bernard is Friday just for four o'clock. Mark's going to close a bit, so you know. Thanks for coming on to you know the last the last part of your Friday uh, to kind of talk to everybody because everyone's looking forward to this. Uh, and can't wait to have you back again, my friend. But congratulations on another milestone. And more importantly, I love the crawl, walk, run. Uh, mm. And if there are any really great uh, graphic designers out there in the HPQ Silicon shareholder world, I hopefully we'll start seeing graphics, memes, or whatever uh, about that. But uh, crawl, walk, run sounds great. And it sounds like that's going to happen faster than we expect. So thanks for joining us, my friend. You're welcome. Dave at home, you've been watching or been listening by podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, your favorite podcast platform. To Bernard Tourillon, CEO of HPQ Silicon, trading Canada, HPQ for friends in the US, HPQFF. For those new to the story, and there's always more of you because the renewable energy revolution and the EV paradigm, EV battery paradigm shift is is happening. It's underway. We know there's a lot going on. There's a lot to talk about in terms of the, the technology here. Get your ground-based foundational information off the, off the Agoracom profile page for HBQ, and then head over to the company's website do your deep dive due diligence. Thank you for joining us. Have a great day. Have a great day. Have a great weekend. Talk to you soon. Hey guys, this podcast is over. But don't forget to help your company by liking it or even leaving a comment. And then, Don't forget to help yourself by following us on Spotify, Google, Apple or on your favorite podcast platform. So you will never miss another one great Agoracom small cap podcast.